0: Hello, it's the May DCM podcast. My name is Tom Lene and the sun has been shining outside an unusually frequent amount recently, which means that everyone in the DCM office is in very good spirits. So as a result, we're taking the podcast in-house once again and joining me this month are two podcast debutants. It's DCM's creative business director, Jeremy hello, and sales exec on Team Indies.
1: Is that correct, Corinne? For the time being, yes
0: until tuesday and then what happens
1: and then i move over to group m
0: uh coronation hello (laughs) corin hello how are you
1: i'm good thank you
0: good now before we get to jeremy uh, i have to say that corin is the person in the office who sees most of the films that go on general release is there a film this year that you've not seen
1: Uh, i've still not seen a quiet place (gasps) which everybody everybody else has seen apart from me apparently but I'm, oh, and, and, I'm and Jeremy. <laughs>
0: Jeremy's not seen that. But no. why haven't you seen that?
1: I, I've, I'm basically too scared. I'm too much of a chicken to okay. go and see it on my own. And nobody wants to come with me. So, because everybody's already seen it. So, there you go. It's my own fault.
0: That's a fair s- excuse. What are your top three films of the year?
1: Uh, love, Simon, by far, number one. I absolutely fell in love with that film. It took me by a complete surprise. Uh, the Shape of Water, also at the beginning of the year. And Coco as well, which is Disney. So, I loved it anyway. And I just cried the whole way through it.
0: That is a rock solid selection of top three films this year. Jeremy, <laughs> have you seen three films? This year? <laughs> I,
2: I I don't get out much, being a father of a four-year-old, but so I'd see a lot of the uh, the animation. But um, yeah, absolutely agree with Shape of Water It's one of my yeah. my standouts. Um, I'm a big kind of superhero fan, so Deadpool recently was absolutely fantastic as far as I was concerned. But I think the standout for me has been uh, Infinity War, Avengers, thought uh, as a as a superhero film i thought it was absolutely fantastic that's
0: actually good that you've mentioned infinity war because today's podcast is all about summer blockbusters it is sunny outside it must be getting close to summer
2: i've I've heard it's the biggest biggest summer of all time isn't it it is one of the biggest summers of
0: all time yes you might (laughs) well have heard that uh you've seen deadpool 2 as well haven't you i
1: I thought it was hilarious i thought they'd taken everything that was really good in the first one and then just completely maxed it out so all of the little cameos all the, the little kind of shout outs to x-men and other superhero films like i came away thinking i got everything and then i read an article and realized i'd actually like missed half of them because there's just so much packed into there but yeah fantastic film
0: that's good to know well i haven't seen it yet but i'm going to go see it next week but so we're going to talk about some of the blockbuster seasons shortly but before that just to justify his appearance <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> jeremy thanks tom your big project this year has been the launch of dcm studios yes can you tell us a little bit about it
2: uh, yeah, I suppose it's it's the amalgamation of some work that's been going on over the last couple of years. Um, as a business, we've been engaging more with... Uh, clients and also creative agencies and we've realised that we wanted for creative agencies a, a kind of a, a softer edge to a media owner to to kind of con- come in contact with us and for brands as a whole we wanted a, a place where those brands that are really serious about doing some um, fantastic work in cinema had a place to, to come. Obviously we've got a great creative team across the board um, but for those brands that really want to get under the skin of, of cinema um, DCM Studios is the place place to do that. so um, that encapsulates. A number of different things, latest technology in cinema. Um, We've realized the power of our film slate and the understanding that we've got over, you know, understanding our films coming out over the next kind of three or four years. Um, So really trying to get under the skin of what the trends are within film to help brands align to that. Um, But then also as an extension of that, looking at more work we're doing within film partnerships, bringing brands and films together. Um, And then a natural extension of that really is uh, content production. So we've been called part by agencies brands and creatives really to start uh, helping them produce work that is fit for the cinema screen can you give us an example of some of the exciting work you've been you've produced already we helped out with Jaguar recently on a campaign uh, for their F-Type, um, brought Dolby Atmos, the latest sound coming into, into cinema, into that to really get over the the, the sound nature of the, the F-Type, um, and then also uh, worked with them to create a, a kind of a five-second uh, kind of, uh, five-second ident that went on the front of the the content to really kind of contextualise that for the cinema audience. Um, there's also the work that we've been doing with Max Factor recently, um, bringing film, film and brand. Together um, and then created a uh, series of work with some production partners uh, along for that. Um, and there's there's a few projects on, which unfortunately I can't talk about now that are in the in the pipeline that we're really really excited about. You know we're we're starting to to be taken seriously within the the, the the content production world, which is fantastic.
0: What would be your dream DCM Studios project? As,
2: as far as a dream job goes, I think really it's about. Um, it's more, more holistic than that. I suppose it's, it's more about getting brands to start taking cinema a little bit more seriously and creating bespoke content for it that's contextualized for the audience because we've seen in the past campaigns and brands that do that get a more effective campaign out at the end of it.
0: Okay, great. That's uh, more than enough of Jeremy by himself. (laughs) So let's talk summer blockbusters. It's the very start of summer blockbuster season. Avengers Infinity War is already breaking records around the world. Deadpool 2 is up to 15 million in just over a week in the UK. And Solo A Star Wars Story is out this week too. Blockbusters are no longer mainly confined to summer, but it's still a hugely exciting time with a whole host of massive films due over the next few weeks. And we're going to go through them one by one starting with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom out on Wednesday, 6th of June. Now, Jurassic World back in 2015 was, it went into the top 10 biggest films of all time in the UK. It's since been pushed out by a few films, most notably Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Beauty and the Beast, I think also Star Wars, Force Awakens was after that, and Spectre. But what I'm getting at is that this is going to be a big film. Are you excited for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Corin?
1: The trailer makes me really excited because I, Jurassic Park, like the original Jurassic Park, I'm still scared of that film. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, but when the velociraptors are chasing the kids around the kitchen, still scares me completely. So that kind of part, that element where it looks like it's all going to be set in that big mansion and there's that really horrible, creepy dinosaur scaring that tiny little girl, that gets me excited, probably in a bit of a twisted way, (laughs) but (laughs) that that, that to me makes a good film.
0: (laughs) When are they going to stop Genetically engineering dinosaurs. It's getting out of hand now. Someone needs to put a stop to this.
2: Jeff Goldblum keeps trying Yeah, let's face it. And And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously not doing a very good job. He
0: is in this one as well Uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard returns. Are you excited about this one Jeremy? Yeah, I I think
2: it's it's as you say big summer It comes to something when Jurassic World has been kind of simmering under the uh, Under all the other amazing films that are coming out. But yeah, I think as the trailers are slowly coming out, I'm getting more and more excited for it. What's not to like? It's massive dinosaurs ripping <laughs> shit. Oh, I'm not allowed to swear, am I? You, I can't swear. You can you can you I swear? Can, you you get one. That's it. I'm going to take that as a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, what's what's not to like? And also Jeff Goldblum, who I don't think can put a foot wrong.
0: He, sh- he It's good that he is having something of a career renaissance yeah. because he was absolutely sensational in Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Mm. I, I just want him to t- to take on a really good dramatic role again, though. You know, something like The Fly or Dead Ringers.
2: I like his comedy, though. Yeah, but... He, but I, like, oh, yeah. I like I, I think he's... It's, uh, yeah, it's a great, great film. I but don't know why... I'm, I'm just hoping there's enough of him in, in Jurassic World.
0: I don't know why I said Dead Ringers. He's not in that, but The Fly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a good film But anyway. it would be good if he <laughs> was in that role. <laughs> Maybe he like, should have been. Yeah, next. Uh, if you're thinking of making a Dead, <laughs> <laughs> a Dead Ringers remake, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's your man. Uh, now, just... Two weeks after Jurassic World, we've got Oceans 8, which is slap bang Mm -hmm. in the middle of the Football World Cup. This is the big film that is being counter-programmed to the World Cup. Uh, It's Sandra Bullock starring as Debbie Ocean, who is Danny Ocean's sister.
1: I I think cousin? Sister? She's
0: related related. to Danny Ocean. Danny Ocean was George Clooney's character in the original Oceans 11, 12, and 13. She assembles a team of eight women to perform or... Execute a heist <laughs> at the Met Gala. Now, Jeremy, do you want to tell us what the Met Gala is?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's good dresses though, aren't there? Yeah. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know a huge amount. I've got to say I don't know a huge amount I, about it.
0: I but know a little bit about the Met Gala. It was recently in New York. It was. Uh, I saw lots of photos. It was a the theme. full cast seemed
2: Catholic, to be there.
1: Yeah, Catholicism yeah. theme. It was like heavenly body. So they yes. all came in Catholic themed clothing.
0: Uh, so, Rihanna did well on that. It's kind <laughs> of a big deal though, isn't it, Corinne?
1: It's, oh, it's a huge thing. It's a big thing in kind of the it sets off a big um, art exhibition uh, in New York for the rest of the summer, and it's just really a big excuse for all of these celebrities to kind of come out in their zaniest, wackiest outfits and look like a million dollars, which is what they intend to do in the film, so... Yes, <laughs> they steal
0: a necklace from around Anne Hathaway's neck in the film, which is apparently worth 150 million dollars. It's got a really great cast as well as Sandra Bullock, Cate Blanchett. They, look, the two of them, actually look really sensational together. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Paulson, Anne Hathaway, as well mentioned, Helena Bonham Carter, Rihanna, Mindy Kaling, Aquafina. Have I missed anyone? Uh, James Corden. James Corden's in it as well. Yep. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Jeremy. <laughs> but I think this one looks a really yeah. fun, sparky caper movie. R- great, great counter programming to the World Cup are you looking forward to this one
2: is that for me yes you, I, yeah no I, I I. am I I always like the kind of play out that they, they put around these films I love the, the kind of reveals that you ne never to be get of the heist and so yeah I mean the cast is great
1: I'm a big Anne um, Hathaway fan so I of all the
2: people in this you're the fan, you a fan of Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway yeah
1: I wanted her to be Mary Poppins at the end of the year so it feels like she's not Mary Poppins so this is my bit of Anne Hathaway filmless for the year. So More she's than Emily Blunt. So throughout Mary Blunt. Poppins. More than Emily <laughs> More Blunt. Than Emily Blunt. So throughout
0: <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns, you're be like Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway would have done that <laughs> better.
1: <laughs> there's there's a sketch yeah. of her on SNL where she's doing Mary Poppins and supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Fragilistic And she is just got it down to a T. So for me, that was it. I was sold.
0: Okay. Fair play. But I th- uh, Sandra Bullock is one of my yeah. favourite actors. It's just she's just a brilliant performer star charismatic as well and funny she's got she's, amazing she's timing she's producing this as well yeah, isn't she I think, she? think so yeah. uh, Kate Blanchett and her, I'm just really looking forward to seeing yeah. the pair, Kate Blanchett and her together in the trailer they look like you know I mean, th- th- chemistry looks good doesn't yeah, it they, yeah it does I'm excited for this one uh, if Ocean's 8 isn't your thing then 11 days later, we've got Sicario 2, Soldado, which is a sequel to Denis Villeneuve's Sicario, which was one of the best thrillers of 2016, I believe it was. Uh, this sequel not pro- uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. It's directed by an Italian guy called Stefano Salima, who did a film called Sabura, which is on Netflix if you've not seen it. But that's a rock-solid, um, tough, brutal thriller. Uh, I think he's a great choice for this. Uh, did you guys see Sicario?
1: I did. I got taken to see it on a double date. It was like first date with a guy that I proceeded to date for a while, and that was our romantic double date. The
2: romantic double the yeah. nice Yeah, a
1: film about terrorists. <laughs> and fantastic.
0: was it a successful date?
1: It was. I mean, we were together for 18 months after, so something obviously worked. Uh, there you go. Top tip. Take your first dates to see Sicario Soldado.
0: Of all the films I've got on this list, it wasn't the date movie that I was imagining. <laughs> really? But uh, I, I mean, I'm very excited about this first one. one first ha- yeah, yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen the first one, it's about the drug war on the US-Mexico border. The first one starred Emily Blunt, uh, Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro got Oscar nominated for his performance in this. Uh, Del Toro and Brolin are back. And apparently, Emily Blunt is going to be back for the proposed sequel. But um, uh, She should
2: have swapped out for Anne Hathaway and then she would yeah, have been in, in Poppins.
0: Let, yeah, let's drop Mary Poppins. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think this is one of the standout thrillers of the summer. If you're looking to you know reach that ABC One Up market yep. audience, this is a really good way to do it. I think it's fair to say there's few bigger stars in the world than Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Number one actor did you see anime. Rampage, Current? Yes, I did. How was it? I loved it. It's everything that you want it to be. Like you go into that knowing it's going to be a big film, a, like a big action movie about giant gorillas and alligators, and it delivers in every way. He's kind, of, sort of a bit like the new Sylvester Stallone. Like he doesn't take himself too seriously, but he creates really solid popcorn sort of flicks.
0: Yeah, he's the, he's one. Of, he's just about the most likable big uh, blockbuster uh, yeah. actor at the moment, and this is his next film. Uh, it's directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber, who directed Johnson in Central Intelligence and has also done really good comedy like Dodgeball. Uh, Dwayne Johnson plays FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran Will Sawyer. I think they could have gone a bit tougher on the name there. Will Sawyer could have been Goodwill Hunting's name, it, it but backs it up. Yeah, but backs it up you with, don't the, need a with the muscles, name. don't you? It should have been yeah. called something like. Chip, the Rock. Ship. <laughs> yeah, The Rock. Yeah. Just The Rock. yeah. But anyway, uh, he now assesses security for skyscrapers. He has been asked to check out this brand new skyscraper, which is the most advanced in the world. It gets taken over by terrorists. I think that the guys who've made this have seen Die Hard. But I am up for an 80s-style action film starring The Rock. I think it's going to be 15, sir. There is a ridiculous stunt in the trailer where he's jumping from a crane to a building that he needs to be captured by that flying oh. wolf from rampage because he's never <laughs> making that jump but i, I this is i think going to be one of the more pleasurable straight up action films of the year
2: yeah absolutely it's i mean he can't put a foot wrong can he he's i'm such a massive fan of the rock it's a big being a big fast and furious fan he's he's right up there yeah this one this one i think is gonna be fantastic
0: and also at that same weekend it's the standout family film of the year, I would think. is it, That's not a stretch. Is it Incredibles 2 is the standout family film of 2018?
2: I'd go bigger than that. I mean, it's For the oh. first, last 14 years, it's not been as big, has it? You know, is it 14 years ago? It I think it's came 14 out? years, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I think, yeah. This one, I just recently showed my four-year-old, and I think I was probably more excited about showing him than he was watching it. But yeah, I, I, this is one of the standout animations for however long.
1: This is definitely the film that whenever I talk about upcoming films over the summer to adults, this is the film more than anything, I feel like they're getting excited about. It's so much fun showing
2: this trailer to people, it, yeah.
0: Everyone loves Incredibles, yeah. and I watched it recently. <clears throat> it holds up brilliantly, the design's still great, the script's funny, the action's amazing. The Guardian recently voted it the greatest superhero film of all time, which you can't really argue with. I think this is gonna be great. Brad Bird once again directing and voicing Edna Mode. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Just, just she's brilliant <laughs> what more do you need i think uh, this is the film i'm most looking forward to yeah. the whole summer
2: yeah
1: they did some really great uh, promotional stuff around edna mode as well with all the they the like, all of the models and all of the fashionistas to kind of talk about how she's like really created yeah. a difference in the fashion world and put the video on youtube like a few months ago and it was just a fantastic intro into it that's very yeah it's
0: was it was really was yeah. It? yeah uh so we go from Incredibles 2 on the 13th of July to another absolutely huge film on the 20th of July that I think a lot of people could be underestimating. It's Mamma Mia, here we go again on the 20th of July. Sequel 2 let's just remind people, the bi- what was once the biggest film in UK history. Are you proud that <laughs> Mamma Mia was once the biggest film in UK history?
1: I mean, I feel like I contributed to it because I think I went to see it about six times when it came out, so. Was, there's my contribution. Do, do you want <laughs> to sit this
2: section out? I, I, I did not contribute to it. <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> uh, but people loved the first film. They're going to love this one as yeah. well, aren't they, Corinne?
1: Oh, 100%. And they've released the first uh, song from it, I Kissed a Teacher, onto YouTube. And it just fulfills everything that you want it to be in Mamma Mia. It's just pure kind of camp fun um, with Lily James. looks like she's going to be absolutely fantastic. I mean, I never thought I needed Lily James as a young Meryl Streep, but when I saw the trailer, I realised that I did need that. So I think it's great casting choices.
2: As as a conscientious objector to the film, I I could totally see the 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 kind of love of it. I mean, you you just have to see things, films like Greatest Showman, La La Land, the, the rise of these kind of big musicals is is undeniable. Um, obviously, not every film's for everyone, but yeah, this one's going to be an absolutely huge. Yeah, and just
0: to recap the plot for those people that don't know, Lily James is playing the young Meryl Streep because this one is set in 1979. I hate the way that now film set in the or in 1979, <laughs> because that was the year I was born. Uh, but uh annes playing young Meryl Streep. It's all about how she meets the, her suitor, who becomes Amanda Seafried's father, I believe. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, Corinne?
1: but you don't know which one of the three of them it is.
0: No. Um, uh, I think Do we
2: still not know? Still don't know. Still don't know. I think right, at, okay.
0: the, at the end of the film, we still might not know. Okay. Who knows? Know. But uh, the big news is that Cher's in it.
2: I, th- I think the bigger news is that Cher's playing Meryl Streep's mother. Yeah. She's about four which, years older, yeah, which isn't is, she? Yeah, just,
0: just incredible. It's Mamma <laughs> Mia, here we go again. You don't need to question <laughs> don't, it. don't need to worry but about it. But as I said, the first film did, I think, £69 million when it came out, which was the big, the biggest film at the time. This one is going to be one of the biggest films. It's going to run and run and run because people who wa- who will see this film will go in weeks five, six, seven, as well as yeah. the first four weeks. And uh, it...
2: We're seeing it with Greatest Showman at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: uh, a stat that I learnt today that The Greatest Showman, La La Land and Beauty and the Beast, which is essentially the three musicals since musicals burst back onto the scene at the start of last year, have grossed over £149 million at the UK box office. That is... That's incredible. That is more, currently, it may not be by the end of Avengers Infinity (laughs) War's run, but that's more than the last three Marvel films, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. So that just shows you how big bigger deal musicals are yeah. at the moment and we've got Mamma Mia here we go again on the 20th of July then just six days later it's Mission Impossible Fallout which I think has had hands down the best trailer of the summer
1: 100 best trailer it's the one that when we take it out to agencies it's the one they most get excited about yeah. definitely
0: I think people are more excited about this Mission Impossible film than they've been for quite some time I think people are really coming around to the fact that these films just deliver great action Tom Cruise is Doing the best stunts of any big name actor around, uh, the it's got style. It's I mean the trailer that you um, that we spoke about uh, had. A, a kind of remixed version of the Mission Impossible theme, but I think it was an Imagine Dragons song. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, Imagine Dragons in there with
0: it. Yeah, and uh, it just was really stylish. Some incredible imagery, some incredible stunts. Henry Cavill's joined the cast. Angela Bassett he like looks like she's—he looks
2: really good in it. Yeah,
0: Angela yeah. Bassett looks like she's delivering as she always does. Alec Baldwin chewing scenery. Yeah. What more do you <laughs> want?
2: <laughs> I think yeah, I think Tom Cruise comes under a lot of stick, doesn't he? I think, yeah, he's just Not an Not abs- No, but I, I think he, you know, maybe outside of his films. But I mean, I think for, for Mission Impossible, you just can't put a foot wrong. He's, uh, he's an absolute banker for it, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yep. And then a week after that, we've got Marvel's third film of the year. Obviously, Black Panther and Infinity War are the two biggest films of the year. And then on the 3rd of August, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man came out in 2015. And I thought it was, at the time, the funniest Marvel film to date. I still think it might be. Maybe Thor Ragnarok is funnier. But... Either way, I really loved the fact that Ant-Man was the only Marvel film recently which just felt like it was one guy against one guy. The, the world wasn't going to get destroyed. It was one guy's stakes. You were invested in this character, Scott um, Lang, played by Paul Rudd. I felt that the scale of it, it, the smaller scale of it, really worked in its favour. And obviously uh, some of the visual jokes were great. They look like, from the trailer, it looks like that's been ramped up a huge amount. Michelle Pfeiffer's joined the cast as the Wasp. Evangeline Lilly looks like she's got a bigger role as the Wasp. I I think, I'll be honest, I I did enjoy Black Panther and I enjoyed Avengers Infinity War, but this is the Marvel film this year that I'm most looking forward to.
2: I I just love the way that Marvel now, they're, they're able to push the boundaries now that they've got a big stable of films behind them films like Thor Ragnarok coming out last last year just showed how how confident they I suppose they are in their filmmaking and and we're now beginning to see very different films it's very easy just to peg everything underneath the the kind of the superhero kind of genre um but but yeah these these films are, are I'm just excited to, I'm excited to watch them I'm excited to see what they're doing next
0: and people trust marvel I think yeah. don't they now so they feel like they can take risks and uh, some of the some of the comedy in this looks really great, doesn't it, Corinne?
1: Yeah, and you know that they've got such confidence or that Hollywood's got such confidence in these films when you mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer's joining the cast. I mean the cast for Ant Man is huge, you know, as if we didn't have enough people joining Infinity War and Black Panther, the just build an add on the cast of Ant Man, Michael Douglas, like you said, Evangeline Lilly. This supposed, big, big this cast. one's supposed to be
2: a really important one for the, the next Infinity War, isn't it? This uh, yeah. rumour has it that this is gonna play a really big part in the because Ant-Man didn't appear in Infinity No. I, I think no. it's
0: fair to say that now. You've had you've had four and a half weeks <laughs> to see the film, guys. Uh, but out, also out in August, and maybe not one for you, Jeremy, but you could take your four-year-old son to see it, mm-hmm. is Disney's Christopher Robin, which I think looks really charming. Yeah. Just if you haven't heard of this one, because I think it might be not be on some people's radar yet, this is a mixture of live action and animation uh, starring Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin, and Christopher Robin is having some... Uh, 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 Issues, I think, in his home life, and he encounters his childhood friend Winnie the Pooh, who is animated but looks really beautifully animated. It genuinely looks like a real teddy bear. You yeah. can, it looks very tactile. Uh, they've um, done the fur really beautifully, and uh, it's got all the popular AA on characters in it, including Eeyore and Tigger and the other ones. Uh, so <laughs> if you like these stories, you're going to love Piglet. it. Piglet. Piglet, Piglet, that was it. yeah. Owl. That's it. That owl. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, what, is that what it's called? Owl? I think
2: it's just called yeah. Owl, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit
0: boring. Well, it's, it's an owl. Anyway, but... <laughs> Piglet's um, called Piglet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got Kanga and Roo, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. they really yeah. pushed the boat out. Why, why
2: are you so down on
0: that? <laughs> I know. I, I think this looks good. I think yeah. this looks nice. Oh. And it's directed by Mark Forster, who yeah. directed World War Z. So...
2: <laughs> that's... I mean, that's just the pedigree you want for... Yeah. He also directed for The Pooh Quantum Bear. of Solace. But, another film that but, ties perfectly into it, but, but more there.
0: contextually he directed Finding yep. Neverland yep. so I mean, but he's a classy director it's Disney this looks classy Corin mm-hmm. I won't come to you Jeremy I'll come well, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm going to insist this, on being involved you, well,
0: this looks nice doesn't it
1: this is for me more than The Incredibles this is the kids film that I'm really looking to the family film that I'm really looking forward to this summer I mean we've seen with uh, Paddington how fantastic Paddington is and how fantastically well it's doing at the box office because I think the thing and uh, Christopher Robin looks like it's going to carry on that kind of theme where adults are just really enjoying going back and re-watching a piece of their childhood so with Pannington and with Peter Rabbit which was like, again I thought was really good earlier on in the year as well Christopher Robin just looks like it's going to be a real wholesome British fun that I think everybody is just going to love.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Paddington, for me, has been some of the standout films in the last couple of years. Paddington 2, I thought, was just incredible. It's got to be up there in one of my top films, believe it or not, whether you're watching it as a child or as an adult. I think if they can capture any amount of that in this, then yeah, it'll be great.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's out on the 17th of August. It's going to be one of the biggest films of the summer holidays. And then the final f- of the big films of the summer we're going to talk about, out on the 13th of September, right at the end of the summer, uh, you know, you might be a bit depressed about the, the fading, the fading light, the shorter evenings. But the predator is back on the thirteenth of September to decapitate some ne'er do wells, and uh, this one has a great pedigree, a great pedigree. Now, as someone who uh, was born in the late seventies. Predator out in 1987. I saw it when I was far too young, but I absolutely loved it, and I still love it. It's on Netflix. I watch it on a Friday night if I get in and I've you know, and it's not too late. I'll, and I'm scrolling through Netflix. I'll bung the Predator on. It's yeah. uh, I'm desperate for a really good Predator film, and this one, fingers crossed, could be it because it's directed by Shane Black. Now Shane Black, I've spoken about him on the podcast before. He was the first person to die or to get killed by the Predator in the original film Predator. He then became an ace Hollywood screenwriter, creating the Lethal Weapon series. He wrote The Last Boy Scout. He then became a really good Hollywood director with films like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which relaunched Robert Downey Jr.'s career. He's directed The Nice Guys and Iron Man 3, which I still think is the best individual uh, Marvel film for that reason alone, I'm very excited for this film. But it has a great cast as well. Uh, Olivia Munn, uh, Trevante Rhodes, who was so brilliant in Moonlight, Keegan Michael Key, part of Key and Peel, uh, Jordan Peel obviously doing huge things now, and Jacob Tremblay from Room. I think this one. I'm just so. Yeah. I've got fingers crossed. I really hope this is I th- good.
2: I, but I think that's. When they first announced this film, I'm, I must say a shudder of kind of pain went through me because I mean, there's there's been some predator mishaps over the years. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I've speaking to the guys down at Fox who have read the script and they, they're saying big, big things for it. I think, the yes, there's the action, yes, there's all of that, but apparently there's some really great buddy comedy that comes through in the film as well. So, all sounds on paper or looks on paper that it should be a goodie.
1: I think as well, we're looking like we're going to have. The cinema's going to be reshowing the original Predator. I saw the trailer for that the other day um, when I went to see Deadpool. And I think that just is going to build up the excitement for it. I think they remastered it, Yeah, they? I yeah. think yeah. so. So everybody's just going to be super hyped. I mean, I have to hold my hands up and say I've not seen the original Predator. Get out. Um, <laughs> sorry. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen Terminator. That's, 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 <laughs> my, that's my equal, But I'm going to go and see... Predator at the cinema with the remastered version, just so I can get excited for this one because I'm a big fan of Travolta So Predator
2: screenings in the cinema go very similar to sing-alongs of <laughs> The Greatest <laughs> Showman. Get just in a very it's, uh, yeah, I just yeah, they're, they, yeah, they're brilliant. Does
1: brilliant Hugh Jackman fun. turn up in these ones as well?
2: Uh, no, unfortunately not, nor does you know,
1: uh.
0: I saw a screening of Sabotage, which was an Arnold Schwarzenegger film from a couple of years ago, directed by David Ayer, and Arnold Schwarzenegger introduced it and we were, he was smoking a cigar indoors for a start. <laughs> I don't know how any, only Arnold <laughs> can do whatever he wants. Only Arnold can get away with that. But as he was walking out the screening room, because no one was there to see Sabotage, people we were there to see Arnold, he just turned around as he was almost out of the, sc- out of the um, walking up the stairs out of the, uh, the auditorium. He turned around and just went, get to the chopper. <laughs> and everyone and clapped. <laughs> <jeered, laughs> and we were on a massive high throughout the film. Uh, and it didn't matter that the film was terrible because we all left very excited. Yeah. So, they are the big films for the summer. There's some really interesting smaller titles as well. We'll just highlight a few very quickly. Hereditary on the 15th of June, which looks absolutely terrifying. It's, I think, the standout horror film from this year. It was rave reviews at Sundance. Stars Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne. And a breakout performance from the young Millie Shapiro. Watch this trailer if you haven't seen it, because Millie Shapiro...
1: is really creepy looking. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And it's, I don't know how they... Oh. Approach that with when it came to casting her, but um but yeah, you've seen the trailer for this one, Jeremy, didn't you? And yeah, will ne- not be watching no. it you.
2: No, I won't. Th- these aren't my kind of films at all. I don't have the stomach for them or the inclination to put my mind through it. However, I do know a lot of people do. Corinne, and,
0: <laughs> and th- this, I'll just read the IMDb <laughs> synopsis. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. It looks terrifying. I want to say that I've got the stomach to go and see this. I'm not sure I have, but no. I think it's the I'm standout sure horror either. film of the year. On the 20th you're, July, not, you're not
2: keen either?
1: Um, I'm too much of a scaredy cat. Oh, are you? I'm sorry, yeah. I, didn't, I,
2: I thought you were, you were into them. No. You've not been listening, have you? No.
1: That's why I said I haven't seen The Quiet, Pla- the Quiet Place. <sighs> All right. <laughs> 20th of <Cut. laughs>
2: 20th of July.
0: Is Hotel Artemis, Fish. which is a kind of
1: yes.
0: post-apocalyptic, interesting thriller set in a riot-torn near-future Los Angeles. Hotel Artemis seems to be a place where criminals go for refuge. It stars Jodie Foster. It's directed by Drew Pearce, who wrote Iron Man 3, which I spoke about just a second ago. You're particularly looking forward to this one, aren't you, Cory?
1: I'm so excited for this one. Again, the cast is just, I think it's one of the best casts, or oh, it's got accumulation of some of the best actors around at the moment Sterling K. Brown who I've loved for years and was fantastic in his even in his kind of brief moments in Black Panther, Dave Bautista who I think is one of the standouts of Guardians and Charlie Day, like I'm a huge It's Always Sunny fan so Charlie Day is like a big big uh, draw for me but just the film in itself I think just looks really unique, really unusual and it's just going to be an, a nice change if you're not kind of into all the big typical blockbusters to go and see something like that
2: and Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. I think yeah, this this I'm really excited for this one as well, actually. Big fan of kind of John Wick, and this feels like a bit of a bit of a kind of a, a segue off John Wick, doesn't it? It feels like it comes from the similar kind of universe. But yeah, I really really like these. The Meg on the tenth of August. <sighs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: oh, Everyone's this, so excited for this, this is one. The one.
2: <laughs> Jason
0: Statham and a seventy foot <laughs> shark. Yes. Yes. We don't really need to see much else about it,
2: but I, Jason Statham is just the man as far as I'm concerned I think he, he's yeah he's, he's the most underrated man in Hollywood um, he, he always gets these these kind of roles but yeah I, I think this I'm most excited about
0: and on the 17th of August we don't know too much about this one but I'm we to flag it because it's directed by Ian Morris who was one of the creators of the Inbetweeners he went on directed Inbetweeners 2 he hasn't done much since this is his solo directorial debut uh, it's called The Festival it's a British comedy about a group of um Youths who go to a music festival. It stars Joe Thomas and The Inbetweeners. I'm really intrigued by this one because I think Ian Ian Morris is a funny man yeah. and The in Inbetweeners is, is a funny show. Then on the 24th of August, it's just won the Grand Prix at the Cannes Film Festival. It's Spike Lee's Black Klansman, which again. Spike Lee has made some incredible films over the years. Uh, I mean, Do the Right Thing is 30 years old this year, I think.
1: One of the best films, I think, that's ever been made, Do the Right Thing. I think it's fantastic.
0: And you're particularly looking forward to Black Clansman, aren't you, Corin?
1: I'm super excited. Again, the cast. I'm a big fan of Ballers, so um, John... The TV show. The TV show, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should explain that. So for me, um, John, I always get his name the wrong way around, John David Washington. I believe that's the right way around. Um, he is fantastic as Ricky Jarrett in Ballers so I know that he's going to put out a fantastic performance and Adam Driver's fantastic in kind of comedy films. He was great in Logan Lucky last year and it's such a bizarre story that I kind of think you can't really go wrong can you?
0: Let's just recap the story. Uh, John David Washington is also Denzel Washington's son he just is. to highlight. John David Washington plays Ron Stallworth an African-American police officer from Colorado who successfully managed to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. And become head of the local chapter.
2: Now, this is an insane uh, I, synopsis, but it's a true story, which is just a story that has to be seen to believe, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's it's really intriguing. This one,
0: and then two more films to talk about: The Happy Time Murders on the seventeenth of August is a comedy starring Melissa McCarthy and a whole range of puppets. It's directed by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son. Mm. It it looks like kind of mix of Sausage Party and The Heat, uh, but. With puppets,
2: can I throw Who Who Framed Roger Rabbit in there as
0: well? A bit bit of that kind of going on as well. The trailer needs to be seen to be believed, I think. And then on the seventh of September, it's American Animals, which uh, premiered at Sundance back in January to fantastic reviews across the board. This looks absolutely knockout, I think. Uh, It's about four young men who uh, decide to steal a book, the most valuable book in U.S. in the U.S. from a library. It just looks really striking. It's directed by Bart Layton, who directed The Imposter, which was a great documentary uh, that kind of mixed reality and an unreliable narrator. And I think this does a sort of similar thing, but uh, with a great c- cast of young actors, including Evan Peters, who's Quicksilver in uh, the X-Men series, and Barry Keegan, who was amazing in The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I think this is one of the stand-up films of the summer.
1: It should be, definitely. I think it's one... I don't know whether he could even say it's is it early like awards contention maybe even
0: hopefully yeah hopefully. well I think that all adds up to a pretty cracking summer of films uh, there's a lot to go and see and I'll yeah. be going to see well Corinne and plenty more in I'll between I'll be Corinne be i am going to see all of them
2: surprised you didn't have the Equalizer 2 in there yeah that's uh, another, another one another, I could have in yeah, there Corinne, yeah, but, but there's
0: only so much time yeah no obviously but yeah, Corinne you'll be going to see all of them oh well you. yes Jeremy you'll probably be going to see Disney's Christopher Robin and the <laughs> Staith yeah and the <and> Meg <laughs> I'll watch all of them as well but thank you both for joining me
2: absolute pleasure
0: I'll be back next month and thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Acast or whatever your chosen podcast app is thanks for listening bye bye